0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Iceberg To Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. The Pittsburgh Penguins, through four games this season, just ran with the same exact lineup. And with that, they got mixed results in return. They're 2-2-0 on the season through four games, they've looked fantastic at points, namely the third period on Wednesday against the Detroit Red Wings, the second period last Friday against the Washington Capitals. So they've looked really good at points, but they've also struggled at other points. And when you look at the grand scheme of things, they need more from their bottom six. Understandably, when Kyle Dubas brought all these players in, they weren't expected to go out and be the highest scoring bottom six. In the National Hockey League, but four games into the season, and they've combined for all of one total point. All six of those players, one point, and that was a secondary assist by Lars Eller on the opening day of the season, on the first goal of the season. So, changes need to be made there. And the Penguins did make a change there, which we'll get to in a minute. Their third pairing, on the other hand, they can have bad games, right? You're not expecting them to be perfect, but you can't have a game as bad as they did on Wednesday night. P.O. Joseph, minus three on the ice for all three five-on-five goals for the Detroit Red Wings with an actual goaltender in the net. Chad Ruweedle, a minus two. He was out there for two of the three goals with P.O. Joseph and then was out there for a power play goal. So those two really accounting for all four goals from the Red Wings. An absolutely horrendous night for two players that did not even play ten total minutes of ice time. So you might have needed a change there. Well, between practice yesterday, some of the roster moves made today by Kyle Dubas and the Pittsburgh Penguins, it looks like you're going to see some changes coming to the Pittsburgh Penguins lineup. For a minute, it was believed that they might be forced into making changes. A couple injury scares this week. The first couple of the season, Chris Letang and Nolachari both missed practice on Thursday. Letang was being evaluated for a lower body injury. Nolachari being evaluated for an upper body injury. But fortunately, both practiced today in Pittsburgh. And Mike Sullivan expects both will play tomorrow against the St. Louis Blues, so an injury scare for Chris Letang, an injury scare for Nolachari, but fortunately, they will be playing. The only thing is, you're going to have to monitor it. I don't know what the injury is to Chris Letang. Lower body could be one of many different things, but you could definitely tell it was evident on the one empty net goal in Detroit on Wednesday that he just got outpaced to a puck in the neutral zone, and it ended up being the fifth goal, the put-away goal to make it 5-3 to three on the Pittsburgh Penguins, and then he was laboring on the bench right after that. So I don't know what the injury is, but you're going to have to obviously keep an eye on that, as I will keep an eye on that, because the Penguins cannot afford to lose Chris Letang for any extended period of time this season. But that was positive news. This, too, could be taken as positive news. The Pittsburgh Penguins are swapping a couple of their bubble forwards Jansen Harkins was placed on waivers Thursday afternoon. Subsequently, he has cleared waivers as of this moment and has been reassigned to the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins of the American Hockey League. Harkins surprised everybody whenever he was claimed with about a week left in training camp. And he came in and he performed well in two preseason games and just took the spot. Right from underneath a handful of players that were vying for it in that last week. Harkins came in, took that spot, started the season with the Pittsburgh Penguins. But since the season started, he hadn't really lived up to that early jolt he showed. He didn't have the speed. His ability on the puck was not great. His ability off the puck was not as expected. His forechecking was not as prevalent as they wanted it to be for him to be in the lineup and he made a couple of really costly errors that almost led to goals for the Pittsburgh or against the Pittsburgh Penguins and you know that's always going to get you in the doghouse quicker than anything else with head coach Mike Sullivan. So turnovers is going to accelerate this process but he does get sent down to Wilkes-Barre, Jansen Harkins will not be in the lineup and who knows when we'll see him again at the NHL level. In return, the Pittsburgh Penguins have recalled Radim Zahorna, and he is expected to slot in for the Pittsburgh Penguins as the 12th forward tomorrow night against the St. Louis Blues to make his season debut. The question is, where does he play? Does he immediately go into Jansen Harkins' spot on the third line? Does he make it Drew O'Connor, Lars Eller, and Redeem Zahorna? which I, would, I wouldn't mind seeing, or do they continue to go with what they changed it to on Wednesday, which was O'Connor, Eller, and Matt Nieto, who was bumped up in the lineup in favor of Jansen Harkins midway through that game. I think either way, you're going to get something different from that line. Either way, it should be a wake-up call, and Zahorna making it to the NHL roster is something that I think is going to bring you a little bit more than what you saw in Jansen Harkins. I think I'd prefer to see Zahorna up there just because His offensive instincts are something that I think could open up some opportunities for Drew O'Connor. When you look at Drew O'Connor's game so far this season, the forechecking has been there at points, but he's not been able to get the offensive opportunities, not been able to get the scoring chances that he did in preseason, which is why he looked so impressive and why everybody penciled him in almost immediately as the third line left winger. But need I remind you, this is a player that has not played above a fourth line level so far in his NHL career. Four games into this season, he's been at the third line in every single game. I think he needed somebody else on the ice there that was going to make some plays for him, that was going to be a setup man for him, and I think Redeem Zahorna fits that bill pretty well, so I'd be intrigued to see what that duo would be able to cook up and hopefully bring some life to Lars Eller's game, because I don't think he's been all that impressive. But I also liked what I saw from Matt Nieto on Wednesday. I thought he created a couple opportunities. I think his speed is certainly a factor that would help out that third line, because Jansen Harkins... He showed speed in the preseason. It it kind of vanished a little bit once you got to the regular season and you're playing with full rosters on the other side of things. So I would be intrigued to see Nieto there as well. Either way, I think these are moves that you're going to see more of if things don't start to click. Kyle Dubas, he's already shown that he's a little impatient. And when it comes to this bottom six, he's given himself the opportunity to be a little impatient with some of these guys. Jansen Harkins didn't look good through four games. In fact, he actively looked bad through certain games. He gets the pull. Redeems the Hornet comes up because he looked good in preseason. You have Colin White down there. You have a slew of players down there that if the player up at the top is not working, why are you going to continue to make those mistakes? Why are you going to sit on your hands and say, well, maybe it'll turn around in another three games for a team that's going to be fighting for a playoff spot. It seems like all season long. Like I mentioned, they're two and two. And they've yet to play a team that made it to the postseason last year. So you have to hope that they're going to be able to figure something out eventually. You hope that Zahorna is the missing piece that kind of clicks everything into place for the bottom six. But if it doesn't, Kyle Dubas has shown that he is willing to make those moves. And he's willing to make those moves quickly. Which is a very stark inverse of what we saw over the past season and a half with the front office in Pittsburgh. So... Zahorna in, Harkins out, whether he's on the third or fourth line remains to be seen. We'll know more about that tomorrow when the lineup gets announced for the game against the Blues. The other quick change to the lineup... Not just the forward side, but also on the defensive side. I mentioned at the top of the show today, the third pairing had, and I called it this yesterday on Tip of the Iceberg podcast, potentially a, quote, worst night of my professional career type game for both of them. P.O. Joseph and Chad Ruweedle. There's going to be repercussions. You would assume there were going to be repercussions. Why else would you carry eight NHL defensemen? On the NHL roster and not use them. The repercussions we saw a little bit of a glimpse of today. In practice. While the top four isn't going to go anywhere. P.O. Joseph gets replaced by Ryan Shea. On that third pairing. So it was Ryan Shea, Chad Ruweedle practicing together. And it was P.O. Joseph and John Ludwig practicing together. Now whichever one ends up being the third pairing come tomorrow. That remains to be seen. That's not verified by anybody. But I would assume it's probably going to be Ryan Shea and Chad Ruweedle, Mainly because Chad Ruweedle and Matt Vensel also reported this because he was at practice. He said Chad Ruweedle was still working with Ryan Graves on the penalty kill drills. Chad Ruweedle plays the penalty kill. Chad Ruweedle plays special teams, whereas P.O. Joseph has not been used on the penalty kill. P.O. Joseph has sparingly been used on the second power play unit, which we'll get to in a second... So, it makes sense that if you're going to sit one of them down, just to at the very least see what you have in Ryan Shea. Shea has had a tremendous AHL career, but has yet to make his NHL debut. So, you don't know what you have in him at the NHL level. You want to see what you have in this guy. And if the Penguins' third pairing is going to play as bad as they did on Wednesday, why not give Ryan Shea an opportunity? That's what we're likely going to see tomorrow is Ryan Shea make his NHL debut alongside Chad Ruweedle in the hopes that Ruedel can get his game back together and Ryan Shea can prove that the Penguins didn't waste a roster spot keeping him at the NHL level. I'd like to see John Ludwig get another opportunity here or get an opportunity because he's yet to make his NHL debut, but one at a time. Let's see Ryan Shea tomorrow, especially because Ryan Shea is known as the more stay-at-home, defensive defenseman. The Penguins, after what you saw Wednesday from that pairing, they need that. So we'll see what Ryan Shea is able to do. Joseph is going to take a seat after a minus three in Detroit. I would assume it's not permanent, right? The Penguins organization loves Pierre Olivier Joseph. So I would assume eventually he draws back into the lineup, whether that's Shea bumping to the right because he looks impressive or whether that's him just replacing Shea once again and you go back to what it was at the beginning of the season. So a little shakeup on defense, a little shakeup in the bottom six, and a tiny little shakeup that I know some of the commenters on YouTube are going to be very happy about. With Jansen Harkin's being sent down, a lot of people were upset that he was getting time on the second power play unit. It looks like Drew O'Connor might be the one supplanting him, at least with Redeem Zahorna not yet with the NHL club as practice occurred earlier today in Cranberry, but with Zahorna not yet in Pittsburgh, Harkins sent down, Drew O'Connor practices with the second power play unit. I just know that's something that uh, everybody had been commenting on YouTube, so there you go. Mike Sullivan threw everybody a bone, gave them a practice on the power play, the second power play. We'll see if that you know persists as the game occurs tomorrow, if we get to see the second power play get an opportunity on the ice, or if Redeem Zahorna takes that spot either way, uh, Jansen Harkins is not going to be on that, and I think that is going to end up being an upgrade. But that's going to do it for this episode of Iceberg To Go. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from.